Here we are at day five of week one of our book of Titus study. We're gonna look at verses 15 to 16 today. Really some of the most amazing verses in all the book of Titus. Titus chapter one, verses 15 to 16 say this. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. These are amazing verses. They really draw some sharp lines between purity and impurity, between knowing God and not knowing God. And they're really verses in a personal way to me and to you that are about how do you stay pure in an impure world? The world around us is impure, so how do you stay pure? How do you live the kind of life we've been talking about this week? Well, you begin by recognizing this. Purity comes from the inside out, not the outside in. It comes from the inside out. Jesus talked about this. In Mark 7, 15, Jesus said, nothing outside of a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. Now, remember, Jesus said this to the Pharisees, a group of people who took outward purity to levels never before seen, levels I could never live up to. They kept every law, and they made laws about the laws that they also kept. Every little detail of how they washed their hands and where they walked and how they walked and what they saw, they kept it all so they could be pure. There is a story in the New Testament times of a group of Pharisees that now you might call the black and blue Pharisees who kept the law to such an extent that they felt like they could never even look on a woman because they might lust after that woman. So if they happened to be walking down the street and a woman was to cross their path and they could see out of the corner of their eyes that a woman was coming close to crossing their path, before they could even see her face, they would close their eyes, but they would just keep walking. And so these Pharisees would literally walk into ox carts and they would walk into poles and they became black and blue. It was sort of a sign of their faith to them. Now, you know, you could lust for a woman in your mind just as much as you could lust after a woman with your eyes. The impurity comes from the inside, Jesus said. And it may look great on the outside. Look, he's closing his eyes. He must not be a lustful man. But Jesus said in their, in their hearts, the Pharisees were filled with jealousy. They were filled with lust after power. When you think about purity in your life, trying to make yourself pure from the outside in will wear you out the rest of your life and it will, it will result in, in you becoming a person who's filled with pride. And so how do you become pure? Through the gift of purity that only Jesus Christ can give. He gives a purity into your life that changes the way you look at everything. And Paul talks about that when he says, to the pure, all things are pure. Now, what does that mean? I mean, how, how can all things be pure? Isn't Satan impure? Isn't evil impure. He's not saying here that all things are good. He's saying that you can, when you allow the purity of Christ to come into your life, you can look on all things in a pure way. God does this. God sees evil, and yet he remains holy. The impurity of this world and of the evil in this world does not stain his heart. He remains holy. He has a pure hatred of sin. His hatred of sin never goes into lust after sin. He is not corrupted in temptation towards sin. To the pure, all things are pure. How can you and I see everything with purity? 
you can see that there is not a person, there is not a person you'll ever meet who's not a creation of God, not made to live out their life in God's image. Whatever evil they have done, whatever evil they've done to you, they are a creation of God, made to live out life in God's image. They may not choose to ever follow him, but God created them originally to follow him. And you look at them through those eyes of purity. How do you see everything with purity? You see that there's not a circumstance in which God cannot work if we'll only turn it to him. God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28, that famous verse. God causes it to work for good. It's not that it's good, but the purity is in that God causes it to work for good, that the worst that Satan, that evil throws at you in this world, it cannot destroy your life. God can cause it to work, even that, to work for good. Now, Paul paints a very, very clear picture here of what happens when my mind is impure. It may look like I'm great on the outside, but Paul says, in my relationship with God particularly, I don't know him. By my actions, I even deny him because I'm depending on myself and not him. When he says by their actions, they deny him, he's not saying they're doing evil things necessarily. He's saying they're depending on themselves, depending on doing it my way. And he says they're detestable, disobedient, unfit for doing anything good. Now, you may know some people who don't yet know Christ. In fact, you, you as you're listening to this, you don't yet know Christ, and you think, well, I'm not detestable. I'm not, I'm not, I may be disobedient, but I'm not unfit for doing anything good. I think I've done a few good things in my life. Paul's not talking about how we compare ourselves with ourselves in these verses. He's talking about our relationship with God. And in, in my relationship with God, if I am depending on myself, it doesn't matter how good the good thing is. It's detestable to him because it only gets me further from him. It only gets me further from faith. It only gets me away from the promise of life that only he can give. That's why it's detestable. That's why the disobedience in my life draws me away from him. Unfit for doing anything good. That word is adokimos. If a stone had a flaw in that day, it was marked with a capital A on it. You're building a building and there's a brick, a stone that had a flaw. It would crack, the building would be weak. A capital A was put on it and it meant a docomos. It was left aside as unfit for being used in the building. The truth of the matter is, God wants to make you fit for eternity. That's what he's building towards. He's not building towards just what happens in this world. <laughs> if that's all there is, then all of us do good things in this world. No, he's building towards eternity. He wants to fit you for the holiness with which you can live in his presence for all eternity. And that can only happen through Jesus Christ. So I ask him to purify my heart. Jesus, come in, purify my heart by your forgiveness, by your grace. Maybe the kind of person who can see things the way that you see things. You pray that kind of prayer. As you look back on Paul's words about false teachers these last few days, John Stott, in his writing about Titus, sees three marks of these false teachers. They teach the commands of God and not men. They have an external and not an internal definition of purity. They, they claim love for God with their words, but they deny God in their actions. That's good for us to see because it helps you and I to see what we need to look for. What's the kind of teaching that's going to help me to grow? What's the kind of leadership in my life or thinking in my life that will help me to get closer to Christ and grow in Christ? Well, if I'm basing it on the commands of God and not men, I'm in trouble. 
If I'm basing it on the external and not the internal, I'm in trouble. If I'm basing it on just what I say and not what I do, I'm in deep trouble. In fact, here's what John Stott said about it. These words provide us with three valid tests to apply to any and every system. We have to ask three questions about it. First, is its origin divine or human? Is it revelation or tradition? Secondly, is its essence inward or outward? Is it spiritual or is it ritual? Thirdly, is its result a transformed life or merely a formal creed? And that might help you to get to some things that are in your own life keeping you from growing. You feel like, I want to get closer to God. What's keeping me from growing? Could be a lot of things. Could be you're not spending time with other believers. You can't grow without spending time with other believers. Or it could be one of these things we've just talked about. It could be that you're relying on some human tradition to help you to grow and not on the Word of God. It's the Word of God that helps us to grow. It could be that you're relying on some ritual. I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again without any real meaning instead of relying on what God's doing in my heart. Now, God will bring habits into your life, but habits and rituals, rituals, you do it without knowing why you're doing it. Habits, you do it because God's directed you to do it. Or it could be because you have some creed, some formal creed. You're depending on what somebody else said rather than depending on a transformed life that only his spirit can work in your life. As we pray today, I want to pray for my life, for your life. I want, I want to live. I want to live more and more a life of purity. I believe you're listening to God's word because you want to live that too. So let's pray together that Jesus Christ will do that in our lives. Jesus, we live in an impure world. And you, you see our hearts, you see our lives, you see that we're tempted by that impure world. We're tempted to think impure thoughts about people, about things. We're tempted to impure actions, to get what we think we deserve in this world because of our jealousy, because of our envy. We're tempted. Jesus, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Give us pure hearts. Pure hearts by your word. Pure hearts because we spend time with your people. Pure hearts as we talk to you. Jesus, purify our hearts by your love. We can't do this on our own. And so we come to you. We bring our hearts to you. And from the inside out, we say to you, we want to live a life of purity before you. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Next week, we turn our attention to Titus chapter 2. We turn our attention to this challenge in chapter 2 to live an attractive faith.